0: Welcome to Spark London. We tell true stories, we tell them live, and we tell them all across London. This story was performed by Catherine Seamark
1: in February 2013,
0: where the theme was warning signs.
1: A deserted beach on a Greek island. In the distance, just beyond the bay line, there's a sort of mini island, tantalising, irresistible on such a hot day that the bottoms of my flip flops are melting. So I set out. I've got my mask and snorkel, and as I swim out, the water's clear and calm. There's very little to see, though, just rippled sand and the occasional silvery fish. About two-thirds of the way across, there's a patch of seaweed. Something's wrong. It takes me a couple of minutes to register it, but the weed's not behaving as it should. It's not undulating. It's aggressively plastered down, combed flat against the seabed, And I realise I'm in a really strong cross-current. So I decide to turn back. I swim for a couple of minutes and suddenly become aware that I'm getting nowhere fast. And in fact, it's taking me maximum effort just to stay in the same place. I hear the the music from the 999 programme in my mind and the voiceover. The day, a pleasure jaunt to an island turned into a swimmer's worst nightmare. Visceral fear prods me. And I suddenly realised that I don't know how this ends. I'm exhausted by that point. My lungs are aching and my arms and legs are heavy with lactic acid. Um, I don't know what to do. At that point, um, a really calm thought cuts through the turmoil, a really serene thought. Why don't I just stop? Why don't I let what's going to happen happen? And at that time, it's the most appealing thing just to let go, just to drift. Suddenly, the top of my snorkel, loosened by all the flailing, detaches completely and starts bobbing merrily out to sea. For some reason, I can't bear for this to happen. It's like sort of losing a part of myself. So I make a desperate grab for it. Uh, It's disproportionately important that I get the top of my snorkel. And I manage to rescue it. Buoyed by my success, I realise that actually, only 20 feet away, there floats a red and white buoy. All I need to do is reach that and I can rest. So I make the biggest physical effort of my life and I gain inch by inch until I make it to the boy, where I just cling, mute and trembling. The acid in my limbs subsides, my breathing slows and I now reconsider my position. I'm tethered like a floating cork in the sea. Going nowhere and I realise that I'm going to have to leave the security of the boy if I'm going to get to dry land, and that's absolutely terrifying. However, it's the first time that I've actually become aware of dry land and thinking about getting back. Up to that point, I've just been thinking about fighting the water, thinking about the pain, even considering letting go. And suddenly I'm thinking about dry land, standing on the sweet solidity of sand, collapsing on my towel, the heat... And it's enough to set my resolve. I put my route. Um, There's a small fishing boat about 30 foot further on. If I can get there, I can rest. I silently say goodbye and thank the boy and make off with the top of my snorkel still held in my hand like a sort of talisman. Um, And it's an incredibly hard fight. Halfway there, I sort of regret my decision because it's so tough. But I get there. And I have the rest. And then it's just one more leg until that sweet, sweet moment where my toe can suddenly touch the seabed. And then it's just a few minutes until I'm on dry land again. I collapse on my towel, all teary and wobbly. And my book is splayed open where I'd last read it. Uh, There's my bottle of water, now blood hot in the sun. And everything's okay. It's back to normal. What could have happened didn't. And now it seems as far away as if it had never been a possibility. I realised that I'm still tightly clenching the top of my snorkel. What was a talisman that sort of snapped me back to myself when I thought I was disappearing is now just a souvenir of something that could have ended so very differently. A couple of days after I'm in a boat, I'm going round the island on a diving trip And we pass the bay. I recognise it because I see the mini-island. Yorgos, the diving instructor, sees me looking. He frowns and shakes his head. Bad. Dangerous. Big current. I said, well, there are no signs. Why not? Yorgos smiles and shrugs. Research reveals that actually what I should have done, rather than fighting the current directly, is to swim parallel to shore until I reach calmer waters. Practical and also metaphorical life advice. What else did I learn? Well, never underestimate the power of a snorkel. It'll keep you breathing in ways you couldn't imagine. For more stories, head to sparklondon.com Spark London is produced by Joanna Yates with audio production
0: by Matt Hill
1: at rethinkdaily.co.uk